We've been looking at, or just started last week, looking at some of the things, the wrong types of things we think about God and how he operates. And uh, if we have a, a skewed view of God, then um, we do and say things that don't match who he really is and what he really wants for us, and we won't be living the life that he created us to live. And so I think it's important for us to recognize that these things that maybe we end up saying a lot uh, and we believe a lot are really not necessarily what God has said. Uh, Last week, we learned that God never said that he won't give us more than we can handle. In fact, uh, there are many times he intentionally gives us more than we can handle so that we'll learn to call on him, so that we'll rely on other people, so that we'll depend on God's power in our lives and not just not just our own. Uh, and, and today, uh, I would love to be able to tell you that God just wants you to be happy, but I can't because God never said that. Being happy is uh, is one of the one of the things we'd probably all say that we want in life, right? I just want to be happy, and, and, and I mean that's not a bad thing. That's that's it's a good thing. It is not wrong to want to be happy. Uh, one of our core values here at Medina Naz is is uh, uh, we uh, we value engaging in laughter, right? And uh, an atmosphere of fun permeates our life together. Uh, we we want to we want to have fun. We want to be happy. I mean, I'm all about the fun. I'm all about the happy. That's uh, that's that's a great thing. But our culture also uh, draws us in this direction as well. Uh, uh, it really seems to want us to be happy and and lifts up happiness. Um, I was just looking a little bit and thinking a little bit. I mean. It, it, about a lot of the, the the things in our culture, maybe in songs or other places that that are, are focused on. I, I, back in the '90s, Cheryl Crow uh, told us, "If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad." Right? And uh, before that, Bobby McFerrin encouraged us not to worry, but to be happy. And then he whistled a lot. Right? Okay, I, I won't. That'll be in your head for the next three days. Uh, Cindy Lopper informed us that girls just want to have fun, right? We just have happy fun, right? Uh, afternoons after school, I used to come home and turn on the 13-inch TV with the buttons down the side, right? Or actually, no, we had the dial. That was after we got married. We had the button. I had the dial, you know. Four, six, ten, and UHF. I think we had. Anyway, uh, it, we uh, I, I turn it on, and we had Sunday, Monday, happy day, right? And you got you got the Fonz and Richie Cunningham, and uh, and and all the the happy days, the happy times, hearkening back to all of those things. Of course, uh, not long ago, uh, Pharrell uh, told us to clap along if we feel that happiness is the truth, and. If we know what happiness is to us, and if that's what we want to do, because I'm... Yeah, okay, you don't have to sing it, that's all right. You've sung enough to... No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, happy, happy, all the time. We, we were hip, Being happy is the top of the list for most people, I, I think, uh, if, if, if we ask them. And if we don't think about it too, yeah, I just want to be... And, and that's not an awful thing, but it might not be the best thing. And if we think that it's at the top of God's list to make us happy, then that actually skews a lot of things. So uh, I, I, wanna, I want you to follow the thinking here for a little bit because I, I don't want you to turn me off just yet. Uh, pastor's preaching a downer message today. Uh, I shouldn't have come. Uh, hang with me here because uh, this is, it, it, here, here's what we're saying. If we say, well, God just wants me to be happy. Uh, one thing we're saying is that whatever makes me happy must be right and whatever makes me unhappy must be wrong, right? 
Because if God just wants me to be happy and that's a priority one in his life, then whatever ha- makes me happy must be good and everything that doesn't make me happy must be bad. I'm not sure that we want to go there, right? I mean, I, I think I could come up with a, with a long list of examples of, of, of things that people think will make them happy, but we wouldn't call them good, right? And, and so to, to define what makes me happy as that's always good, I think we're on dangerous ground there. If we say that God just wants us to be happy, then, then we're saying in a sense that pain and inconvenience and waiting and boredom and obstacles and discomfort, those things must not be God's will. Uh, if I'm going through any of those things, if I'm going through difficult times in life, if it, if it, if I have to wait or if it hurts or if I'm bored, then, then, uh, I mean, God wants me to be happy, not those things. So, so, uh, if I have to pl- face any of that unpleasant stuff, then it must not be God's will for my life. Uh, I think we're again on pretty dangerous ground there. Another thing we're saying, if God just wants me to be happy, then, then we're really saying that, that, that our real gods are comfort and pleasure, money, whatever makes us happy. Because at the end of the day, my happiness is most important. So that's really what I'm worshiping. I mean, if, if we believe that God just wants us to be happy, then we're forced to believe that God exists to serve us. But God doesn't exist to serve us. We exist to serve God. I mean, you agree with that, right? I mean, forget about the happy thing. If I just said, uh, you exist, uh, does God exist to serve us? Do we exist to serve God? I think probably 92.8% of you guys, the two of you in the back that would disagree, we'd talk later, but I think we'd all agree, yeah, we exist to serve God. It's not that God exists to serve us, but, but so many times... Uh, we, we see this, this life with God as kind of like a contract that I do these good things and God then is obligated to give me this good stuff because I did, uh, my part, then God needs to do his part, uh, and, and it's kind of this contract that's given, it's kind of like a vending machine of sorts. Uh, we treat God at times like a vending machine. If I put in the right thing and I punch the right numbers, then I expect to get what I want. And when we don't get what makes us happy, then we get mad and we start kicking the machine. We start shaking our fists toward heaven and wondering what in the world's going on. Pastor Craig Rochelle from Life Church in Oklahoma City says, says that, that, that doing that is a tragedy. He says it this way, so many people end up walking away from God because of wrong beliefs. They say things like, I tried church and it didn't make me any happier. I tried religion and it didn't work. I tried the God thing. I read the Bible for a while and I still have cancer. My kids are still rebelling. I'm still not any better off financially. I tried religion and it didn't work. He says, if you believe that God exists to make you happy and then you're not happy, it forces you to believe that God failed. People walk away from God because they had misconceptions about who he is and what he does from the very beginning. It's not God's highest priority to make sure that we're happy. I think the easiest way uh, to, 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 to get a, a good grasp of this is, is to think about the uh, uh, parent-child relationship. Parents with, with ch- I mean, you know how awesome it is to be around those parents whose number one desire is to make their kid happy, Right? 
I mean, that, that's a great party, right? When that kid's running around and uh, they want this. And so the parents rush over and try to do this. And then the uh, kid causes a stink over here. Well, you gotta come, and then you got, and, and, and uh, I mean, it's, it's annoying and it's frustrating. And we go, oh man, why can't they just say no? I mean, the problem, first of all, is that little junior there, uh, precious, wonderful, spoiled, rotten little junior there, he doesn't even know what he wants, right? And, and he doesn't really know what's going to make him happy, but he just wants this, and it changes all the time. And, and, and I mean, he just needs to hear the word no and to realize that he's not in charge. It's funny how we can see that in that relationship and how annoying and frustrating it is, and yet many times we treat God the exact same way. Well, I want this. God, you've got to do this for me. Well, now I want this. God, you've got to do this for me. And I, I just want to be happy. God, don't you want me to be happy? Funny thing, God does delight in your happiness. I, I mean, the Bible is full of, of encouragement for us to be filled with joy and, and delight and happiness. I, and God wants you to be happy. He delights in your happiness, but it's not his highest priority. I mean, any parent knows that, that when you see your kids happy and having fun, it kind of brings a, brings a smile to your face, right? You, you, maybe you hear them outside playing, squealing, running around on the playground or something. It's just, oh, you know, it's, I'm delighting their happiness, right? Uh, maybe they, they do great on a test or they score the winning goal or they, they are singing in the choir or, or whatever awesome thing they're doing. I mean, you love it and you love that they're happy and that they love it. And I mean, it's, it's the same way with God. God delights in our happiness. But, but as a parent, if, if you hear them laughing and stuff, it's stuff with their friends, but then you realize as you get closer and you realize what's going on that they're, that they're laughing not just at life in general, but maybe they're laughing at someone or a group of kids who are not so popular or they're bullying and putting them down, all of a sudden your top priority isn't their happiness anymore, right? Your top priority is not, okay, whatever makes you happy. God delights in our joy and happiness, but he doesn't want you to pursue happiness as much as he wants you to pursue him. God wants your holiness, not just your happiness. His highest goal is your holiness and to be more and more like him. So if you're, if you're following him, if you're pursuing him, then you will have all of the happiness, more happiness than you can stand. But, but that's not what we're pursuing. We're pursuing him and we're delighting in him. So uh, just to, to clarify or to, to kind of drill down on this whole God just wants me to be happy thing. Reasons why God maybe doesn't want us to be happy or when he doesn't. God doesn't want you to be happy, uh, the first one, when it causes you to do something wrong or unwise. God doesn't want your happiness if it's going to cause you to do something wrong or something stupid. (laughs) People do a lot of sinful things and a lot of stupid things because they think it'll be fun, because it'll think it'll make, they think it'll make them happy, but God wants what's best for you, not just what will make you happy. 1 Peter 1, 14 and 15 says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. The problem is that a lot of people translate that, uh, just as he who called you is happy, so be happy in all you do. That's not what it says. God didn't say that. He wants you to be holy, not just happy. And when we believe that God just wants us to be happy, we end up doing things that are wrong or unwise in the pursuit of that 
happiness. We can apply this to uh, a whole lot of different areas of life. We can think about our eating habits. I mean, it makes me happy to dive into the third helping, right? Not the wisest move in the world, but, uh, but it makes me happy. It makes me happy to dig into that stash of leftover Easter candy because it was on sale after Easter. Did you know that? They plan for extra and then they sell it for half price. And I found it. And I'm finding it showing up in the weirdest places. Makes me happy to dig into those little Butterfinger eggs. I, you know what doesn't make me happy is it takes forever to get the foil off. But once you do, that actually stops me from eating too many of them. But uh, once you do, I mean, just, mm, just, oh, instant egg-shaped happiness right there. Mm. Not the wisest thing in the world to do, but it makes me happy. We do this in our, in our, we can see this play out. Uh, you see this play out in your, uh, in, in, in your job, maybe. Uh, you, you go, oh, okay, I've got this job. It's not really my g- dream job. It's actually, it's actually kind of hard. Uh, man, the boss kind of yelled at me last week, and I didn't really like that. That wasn't, that wasn't great. Um, you know, I'm not all that happy in this job. I need something that's going to make me ha- I quit. And that's not necessarily the wisest choice in the world, especially if you have bills to pay or mouths to feed and people that are relying on you. Sometimes you got to go through those difficult, hard things in order to, uh, in order to uh, do the wise thing, not just the thing that's going to make me happy in the moment. We do it in our relationships. Uh, I, I maybe think about married life, and, and maybe you're, you're going, ah, you know what? Married life's kind of tough, and, and it's not as fun as it used to be, and, and she's really getting on my nerves, and he really has some bad habits, and I'm not happy. I'm going to go find someone else who can make me happy. <laughs> Not only is that unwise, it's sinful. Uh, we, we're, we're, we're doing sinful, stupid things instead of uh, in the pursuit of happiness. Uh, we, a whole lot of things. We can do this in our, in our entertainment choices. Uh, uh, I'm not going to do the bad stuff, but I'm going to watch all those other people do it, right? And, and I mean, it's funny, so that makes it holy, right? Um, I just heard, uh, heard some, I've heard this years ago and I heard it again this week. Funny doesn't make wrong right. Uh, and man, it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of great funny stuff. There's a lot of funny stuff out there that's not so great, right? And just because I can laugh at it doesn't make it holy. Uh, it's not necessarily wise. Uh, God doesn't want you to be happy if it causes you to do something wrong or unwise. Number two, God doesn't want you to be happy when it's only based on this temporary life. Got to have a bigger perspective than just what's going to make me happy in the moment. I tend to make decisions based on what I know, right? I, I, I look at, at all the factors, I list the pros and the cons, and I weigh what, what makes sense based on what I understand of the situation. Uh, but I think you'd agree that, that God knows a whole lot more about any situation than, than you or I do. It's all about perspective. The, the, the old phrase goes, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? Because you're, you're so focused on, on the things that are right in front of you, you can't see the, the, the big picture. God has the biggest picture and the hugest perspective uh, and, and much more than we will ever know. So he knows what's going to bring about the best results, not only now, but for eternity, right? And so if I'm stuck on the vending machine of what's gonna make me happy right now, 
I don't see where that's gonna lead and God does and he knows that if I get this, it might lead to this and this and this and it's not his best for me. But if, if I have to go through a, a struggle here and now, uh, but, but knowing that it's going to end in a better place, I've gotta rely on God and his knowledge of what's gonna be best, not just what's gonna make me happy right now. Happy I don't know. I, have you noticed? It's just temporary. I mean, it, it, usually we're, it's an emotion, and, he, and emotions change, right? And usually we, we uh, being happy is based on, uh, I think I've, uh, when I've preached about joy, I've talked about this, that, that uh, you know, joy goes much deeper. Happy is always based on what's happening to me right? It's based on, on all the stuff that's going on. And so, so uh, my circumstances right now, am I happy or am I not? Uh, and it's, it's, God has this much bigger perspective than just, uh, than just what's happening right now. He has this long-term eternal perspective. First John 2, verses 15 to 17 says this, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them for everything in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. All the, this stuff uh, in this world that, that, that we think will make us happy is temporary. And so our desires, this world itself, this says, it, it's passing away. It's not going to last. Following God is the best way to live for eternity, even if we don't get everything we think that will make us happy right now. In fact, Jesus uh, told us that, that we're not going to be happy. John 16, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. We don't ever put that on a mug. In this world, you will have trouble. Jesus, right? I think Hobby Lobby needs the vinyl letters to put on your wall in their living room. In this world, I'm going to have trouble. Thank you, Jesus, right? It's not the most inspiring thing in the world to think about, but it's, it's true. There's going to be trouble, but in the midst of that, he says, we can have peace, we can have joy, we can have a deep and assured relationship with him. It is not God's highest, resp- highest priority to give you a pain-free, easy, happy life. He wants what's best for you for eternity. Might mean a little discomfort now. You might have some, uh, some trouble in this world. You, uh, Jesus says we will. But we can take heart because he has overcome the world. And if we have our eggs in his basket, <laughs> if we're putting ourselves uh, in, uh, in, in his hands, then he's gonna take us to the best place. Uh, Max Lucado, he's written like 3 million books, uh, probably only 3,000. But uh, anyway, uh, you've probably read. Uh, there, there's a little illustration in one of his books uh, called, uh, well, this is called The Gift of Unhappiness. And he says this, take a fish and place him on the beach. Watch his gills gasp and his scales dry. Is he happy? No. How do you make him happy? Do you cover him with a mountain of cash? Do you get him a beach chair and sunglasses? Do you bring him a Playfish magazine and a martini? Some of you got that. Do you uh, wardrobe him in double-breasted fins and people-skinned shoes? Of course not. How do you make him happy? You put him back in his element. You put him back in the water. He will never be happy on the beach simply because he was not made for the beach. Max Lucado continues, and you will never be completely happy on earth 
simply because you were not made for earth. Oh, you will have moments of joy. You will catch glimpses of light. You will know moments or even days of peace, but they simply do not compare with the happiness that lies ahead. God knows that your ultimate happiness lies in eternal things, and that's so much more important. This life was never meant to make us completely happy. God makes us completely happy. Joy, so much deeper than happiness. You were created to pursue him, not just to pursue happiness. David, in, uh, in one of his uh, psalms, sang, wrote and sang about this, Psalm 37, verse 4. He says, delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Some people take this, to, to again, to be a, a contract. Well, how do I get the desires of my heart? I desire this, this, and this, including my happiness. So, okay, what do I do? Okay, I just need to delight in the Lord. It doesn't, it's, it, delighting in the Lord isn't just something to check off your list. <laughs> I mean... It's not that I can just get everything that will make me happy if I just go through some religious activities. This says that our true happiness, our delight, comes when our deep down joy is in God. When you are pursuing him, not just pursuing happiness, you get everything that you could ever want and more. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, (laughs) if you're delighting in the Lord... You're not having those selfish happiness kind of desires. You're having his desires. He transforms your desires into his desires. And, and you're, because you're delighting it, you're taking joy. Your happiness is rooted in him, not in stuff. Delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, the desires of his heart for you. So what are you delighting in? Are you delighting in the temporary things of this world that you think will make you happy? Or are you delighting in God? No, God doesn't just want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. He wants you to live for eternity. Ultimately, he wants you to pursue him. We exist to serve God, not the other way around. Father God, thank you. Thank you for the abundant life that is ours in you. Forgive us for the times when we have pursued our own happiness and comfort over pursuing you and your divine will. Lord, I I pray that you would speak to us, that you would challenge us, that if there's anything uh, standing in the way between us and you, that we will take these moments, that we'll take uh, this time to, to, to get things right with you. We thank you for the life that is ours in you. We thank you for your redemption, for your forgiveness, for your salvation. We thank you for for the, uh, the, the, the calling that you've given each one of us to represent you in the world. Lord, even as the, uh, the taste of, of communion lingers in our mouths, we pray that, 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 that your spirit would continue long after our time together here is over and that you would lead us throughout our week to the opportunities, to the places where we can bring your joy and and your peace and your blessing and your truth to the lives of the people around us. Father God, we thank you for your grace and we thank you for the hope that is ours, that that, that brings uh, eternity into perspective, that we are not living for this world, but for one to come. Give you praise in Jesus' name, amen.